Hello, Stacey. Hello, Mum. Well, it's been an exciting week. Yes, yeah, it has. The first week of our published podcast, episode one. I still actually don't know how to make a tweet. But you've got a Twitter account. I have got a Twitter account. However, I'm tweeting and I don't know where my tweets are going. I'm seeing them, don't worry. Oh, are you? But nobody... And then I now appear to be following 198 people for some reason. I don't know how you managed to do that. I don't know either. And people are getting restless. I don't know how to tweet it. Tweeting. Tweety pie. I, I don't know how to do it. You're going to persevere or give up? I've got to persevere. It seems I've got fans now. Are we going to start then? <laughs> Let's start, yeah. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rock Your Rock Was it a boy or a girl? Has has she had it? As far as I'm aware, oh, she hasn't she, had the baby yet. She did. She had it last week. No, she didn't. She's had the baby before you did the podcast. No, she hasn't. I, I looked earlier today and she still hadn't had the baby. I've seen the video last week of her with the baby. I think that might be a different giraffe because there's this... Have you not seen the news about her waxy nipples? I did see your comment on Facebook, I think, about some waxy nipples. Yeah, they got the webcam to focus especially on her nipples for half a day and they have confirmed that they are waxy. I bet they got some viewers on that day. Yeah, and maybe not the most savoury of viewers, but that she has waxy nipples and that means that baby is on its way, but as far as I'm aware, baby still hasn't come. Whoa, is, I mean, is she pregnant then? Well, I haven't seen the results of a pregnancy test. She could be packing winter weight, like you said. She could be. Well then, well, did you see Belinda the pangolin? Because I think I love Belinda the pangolin and she's got gorgeous nipples. I want one. It's not an animal. I, I don't think I've seen that sort of animal before with such glorious breasts. Are those <laughs> superimposed then? I don't think they are. I think they're real. Oh, well, in that case, I want a Belinda the Pangolin. And if Belinda the Pangolin is listening, I will give you a good home. I don't know where you live. I can come and fetch you as long as you're on a direct bus route. She didn't look like she had waxy nipples, did she? <gasps> they were amazing. I love them. I showed them to Belle because Belle's got strange nipples. Belle, a lovely dog, for people who don't know that is. Well, I thought April had had that baby. No, it, there must be giraffes dropping all over the place. They've been filming her from every angle just in case the baby snuck out from a different orifice. What, like she coughed it up? Yeah. I've got to give you a giraffe fact. Oh, I'd love a giraffe fact. I know nothing about giraffes then listen to these facts about giraffes facts about giraffes facts about giraffes so um a giraffe can clean its own ears with its 21 inch tongue oh okay (laughs) (laughs) and they think that the word giraffe comes from the African French gir and ufa 
which means legs like flutes. Like flutes? Flutes, you know, like that. Yeah, the melodic sound of the flute. (laughs) Well, the melodic sound of the giraffe flute. Okay, so they got musical legs. They musical legs, and thinking of musical legs, I thought I would throw in the fact about the cats and clavier, because you might not have heard that one. Go ahead. The cats and clavier, the cat piano. Um, that was um, a musical p- instrument made out of cats. And you've got a few cats, so you might consider this one. Were they dead or alive? Oh, no, live, live, yeah, live okay. cats. So this was designed by um, a 17th century German gentleman called Athanasius Kircher, I think. Okay. And what he did is he caged a row of cats that had different voice pitches. Yes. And they played the cats by the keyboard player hitting the um, key and driving a nail into the tail of the cats. No. And then the cat went, and they play you look it up now the cats and clavier you just put in cat piano and you'll you'll be able to see the the wonderful invention of the cat piano and you think i can do this with just three cats well i've got i've got a ukulele now that's only got three strings and i still manage to play it oh i'm looking at it Oh, yeah? Yeah, the the cats are, like, in little cages. They look almost like they're about to run, like a greyhound race. Yes, that's right. So you you checking that out. Just, so anybody that's listening, please look up the cats and clavier, the cat piano, and um, if, there's, if you've only got one cat, then get together with a group of your friends. Make a little orchestra up. I can tell you how to make maracas out of a couple of gerbils. <laughs> well, I think we should probably finish giraffe facts on gerbils and uh, we'll have some more facts for you in the next episode. Guess who isn't coming to dinner? We need the answer for last week. So the answer for last week's guess who's not coming to dinner was Sir Terry Wogan. I've started with an easy one, I thought. So, here is this week's Guess Who's Not Coming to Dinner, where I'll give you some clues to someone who, unfortunately, due to death, cannot join us for dinner. Here is our clues for this week. He refused to join the armed forces. He converted to Islam. He travelled to Iraq to secure the release of 15 hostages. He lit the torch to open the 1996 Olympic Games in Atlanta. He was three times world champion. He retired at the age of 39. He married four times and had two sons and seven daughters. He was voted the most outstanding sportsman of all time. Now, I'm sure lots of you will know that one straight away. But what about you, Stacey? A little bit harder this time? Gosh, um, I haven't a clue on that one. I mean, you gave me a lot of clues, but I have no idea. So we'll find out the answer next week. But if you have any idea who isn't coming to dinner, then get in contact with us on Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod, or you can send us a message on our Facebook page. It's time for Mum's Quickfire Question Round. Stacey. Yes. 
Do you know that a group of pugs is called a grumble? A grumble of pugs? A grumble of pugs. That's good. I like that. Hey, Stacey. Yeah? Why can't I play the guitar? Um, I don't know. Nor me. <laughs> that's why i'm asking you i've looked it up on google why can't i play the guitar apparently there's no reason even <laughs> even somebody without fingers can play the guitar but you can't stacy yes what do you think the first american film was to show a toilet being flushed um rear window oh you're very close it was an alfred hitchcock one it was psycho yeah, I, I thought it'd be like that, old Af- Alfred Hitchcock. You may not find the question interesting, but we're gonna save the answers anyway. Now it's time for Poll of the Week. <laughs> so you've seen the results of our Poll of the Week? I, I've seen the results. Oh, ye of little faith, uh, with the malted milk. And now, yeah, I have to confess now. What? Well, my favourite. What is it? Well, it's actually ginger nuts. Oh, well. <laughs> the, the listening public don't agree. Ah, but malted milk was a very close second for me. But um, I did notice that in the co-op, yeah, completely out of malted milk... Oh my gosh, you're like Delia. So you know what's happening, don't you? It's going to be malted milk smoothies everywhere. <laughs> and apparently somebody's somebody did something to me on the tweet. Yeah. And said you can have Oreo smoothies. Do you like Oreos? I don't know what. I think they're those black biscuits with the white thing inside, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they look too dark for me. Well, just for those that were interested, I'll I'll give the stats. Do you want the stats? I actually I didn't know the stats. We had twenty seven votes on the poll. That's amazing. That's like yeah. double last week. Yeah, indeed. And that means we've got more followers then this week. We do. We have quite a lot of followers. We've had a had a really good week. A lot of support out there especially from some other podcasts so we've got a lot of followers have we have we had any bad messages yet no Ooh. that means no one's listening <laughs> so the stats for the yes yes please malted milk yes got 44 percent of the votes Ooh, yes ginger nuts yes 30 percent okay and Hobnob came in at 26%. So you'd think that the Hobnob would be a real favourite, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I think the Hobnob's had its day. Do you think so? I think so. I think. Do, you think, do you think if I'd have said chocolate Hobnob, that would have gone higher? or Possibly, possibly. You add chocolate in and it usually gets the, the votes. So anyway, tweeters and twitters, my favourite biscuit is actually the ginger nut. But it has to be a very crispy ginger nut. I did find, I was looking for the remote control yes. for the TV yesterday. And I did find some ginger nuts down the back of the sofa. They were wrapped in a packet. And Belle had a couple, so I tried them. They, they were just off crisp. 
So I, I put them in the oven for a bit. I think they've been down the back of the sofa for a few months now. So <laughs> I've thrown them. But Belle had a few. I prefer Ginger out of those choices as well, to be fair. That's because you've got the same genes as me. Yours are just eight times sizes smaller than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. So what are we going to do about a poll for this week is there going to be a poll for this week yeah so um all this talk of biscuits got me thinking about the bake-off have you seen who are the new hosts for the british bake-off now that's moved to channel four i thought it was that paul hollywood paul hollywood's still one of the judges but they've got some new hosts in so is paul is paul hollywood not going to be the main person paul hollywood will be the judge as he was before so who have they got in then so as a a co-judge another judge they've got in it's prue leith oh my goodness really yeah to be the mary berry well you see mary berry might have lost a bit lost a bit of kudos since she's put the cream in the you know cream in the lasagna yeah you see so i don't know but prue leith that's like proper cooking with books and everything. Yeah, so she did the Great Bit British Menu, I think. I think she was a judge on that. She did, but she does like proper posh food, I thought, Prue Leith. So, yeah, and it, and who else? She must be short of a job then. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to go into a new career when you're over 50. It didn't hurt Mary Berry going onto the telly. It didn't hurt her at all. She only lives down the road from me. Does she bring you any cakes? Oh, no, you've given up carbs now. I bet she's... I've given up carbs. So, um, your sister, Jodie, you remember her? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Now, she said that I've got to get rid of all the carbs. That's not doing me any good. I'm eating too much carbs. Okay. So, I've chucked all the pasta out, and I've got all the bread out, and I've got rid of the sugar. Okay. And I've replaced it all with cheese. I've got about four kilos of cheese. To re- <laughs> well, that's very, very low carb. And it high, is very low carb. And high protein. So I've got yeah, that that's instead. What you need. And then Stacey, Jodie said, that's still not right. <laughs> She's a food Nazi. I think so. I don't think you're allowed to, are you allowed to say the word Nazi on a podcast. Yes. All right, then. I agree, then. I, I know now how to make a really good pasta sauce out of fresh tomatoes, and now I'm just going to have to eat it out of, off a saucer. <laughs> Straight from the pan? Yeah, I'm just going to have to lick it, <laughs> spoon it in. So you've got Prue Leith, and you've got Paul, Paul Hollywood. Yeah, so they're the judges, and then the host will be Sandy Toxfig. Oh, good God. I thought she was doing uh, QI. I think she probably still will, but she's she's doing the bake-off. Right. So what does Sandy talk... I thought they'd have Joe Brand. Well, she might be a bit loyal to the BBC. A lot of them are, you know. But she'll, she's also, it might still be doing her, um, what's it called, the Big Slice or whatever it's called. They may still get her to do that. Come to think of it, Joe Brand has only ever worked on the BBC, hasn't she? Oh, no, I think she used to do some stuff on Channel 4 when it was first up and running. All oh, right, then. Slap the Dead Pony or something like that. Well, she was as an alternative comedian. 
Okay. As it, because she's a female. She stole my look. I know. I did. I did stand up, and then she she must have come along to one of me gigs and thought I like that look. I'll use that. And then she come on the telly, and I thought, Kerry, she stole my look. <laughs> so we got um, we got Prue Leith, and we got um, Paul Hollywood, and then you said uh, Sandy Toxfig. And Sandy Toxfig, and then we got another one. Yeah, you ready? Yeah. No fielding. No, really? Yeah. Well, okay. Do you like no fielding? I don't mind no fielding, but I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying, why why would he? Yeah. I thought you were going to say something like Jeremy Kyle. (laughs) No, we're not talking about Jeremy Kyle again. So I was thinking for the poll this week, we could come up with three other hosts that we think maybe would be better oh okay and people could vote who they think would be a better host yes i think prue leith will leave prue alone that's fine i think i think she'd be a proper judge yes so what about david attenborough as a presenter well he's still alive isn't he at his age, I don't think he should be eating so much cake. I don't think it'll bother him now. I think he's probably younger than Mary Berry. I don't think he should also be standing in a hot tent through the whole summer. Or well, as opposed to standing in a hot jungle. Yeah, but there's a bit of a breeze. All right, so I've got to choose a presenter. I was thinking French and Saunders. Oh, I see. We're going to choose a pair. You don't have to. You can choose one. But friend, I think they would be good. I think Jennifer Saunders did some of the comic relief ones, and she was good. All right then. So um, I'm going to say then it was in with the suntan that ran around the supermarket. Dale Winton. Oh, he'd be amazing. Okay, I think then I'd like him. And then I, I, if I have to have a pair, yeah, I want him paired up with either. RuPaul, yeah, or the bloke, the bloke from the uh, Pineapple Dance Studio. Oh, Louis Spence. Let's have a look. He'd look good on a cake. Uh, yeah, I think. I, I, Dale, Dale Winton and RuPaul would be amazing. Okay, so I think then that's my that's who's who's pairing is better is it oh we're gonna go gonna go head to head yeah this is it right so let's let's do this who would make the better pair to present the british bake-off is it going to be mum's pairing of the lovely dale winton together with the most gorgeous rupaul or you stacy i'm gonna go for a british classic French and Saunders. Dawn French, Jennifer Saunders. Okay. So, who would make the best... You know I'm going to win this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm hoping that Dawn and Jennifer are going to do it for me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're still out there, but uh, I am your mother. I I think you've picked two really good ones, actually. Okay, so... uh, Anybody out there, that's what we're going to We're going head to head this week to guess who would make the better presenters on Great British Bake Off. Yeah, so I will put the poll on Twitter and there'll be a choice between the two. 
and and maybe maybe we'll get more than 28 votes this week that'd be brilliant that'd be very good so the poll will be up on our twitter at rough giraffe pod and i'll use the hashtag poll of the week and of course if you have any other suggestions for who you think would be a good host I mean, we're not going to vote on it, but it'd be nice if you could tell us. That would be a good pairing. We want a pair. Good pairing, A good pairing. A pair of hosts that you think would be amazing for Great British Bake Off. Yeah. How many sleep still mums in Spain? How many sleep still mums in Spain? It's 434 sleeps. That's how many sleep still mums in Spain. That's how many sleep still mums in Spain. I've been having some complimentary therapy. Complimentary therapy? Mm. You mean free? No, not complimentary. Complimentary therapy. Okay. Well, you go in and there's uh, there's a few people there and they you go in and everybody tells you how nice you look. Oh. So they just pay you compliments and then you feel better and you give them 20 quid. <laughs> okay. I, I think it's going to catch on, personally. I was in there for 20 minutes. I felt a lot better. Oh, I, I had me, uh, I had me eyebrows threaded at the same time. No extra charge. That was complimentary. That was complimentary. Yes. Mum, have you heard about uh, Fire Bigoton or Fire Mustache? Fire Mustache. Fire Mustache. Is that a mustache made out of fire? No, fire like a monk. That there's a monastery in Bolivia that have adopted a dog. They've adopted a dog. They've called him Carmelo. He's a little schnauzer. And all the monks have taken him in and he's been made an honorary monk. Oh. Have they shaved the top of his head? No, but they've made him a little habit. Is it a it's bad so, is it a bad habit? It's a it's a great habit. I went can I look this up online? Yeah, have you can you look it up now? What am I looking for? Dog monk Bolivia. Dog Ma-a-na-ka. right dog monk you you're gonna love him I know I'm gonna love him I'm gonna want him <laughs> Bell bugger off <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh oh I need him. <laughs> isn't he so cute oh my god they've all got their pictures they're just using him as a publicity stunt well actually they are but they also want to encourage other monasteries to adopt stray animals oh they want them to adopt stray animals they they want they want other monasteries to adopt stray animals because there's thousands of monasteries in bolivia and they just want if every, if each one of them just took in one animal they could help out all the animal shelters what he's missing there though yeah little, little pair of sandals what, what i would like to know is which one of those monks made him the habit the one that's got the biggest smile <laughs> and did he discuss it with the other monks first like I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the habit or are they all like on a vow of silence so one day the dog just turned up in the outfit 
<laughs> yeah, but did he sort of try and mind to them what he was going to do? And they're all like trying not to laugh with excitement. Like, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. I like that. I like that dog. Carmelo, Carmelo the, the monk, the monkey dog. Yeah, and bigoton is Spanish for moustache. So you like a bit of Spanish? I do like a bit of moustache. No, I don't. No, I don't mean. I don't mean I like a bit of moustache. I mean, <laughs> I do like a bit of Spanish. Yes. So, um, have a guess, Stacey. Yes. In 1966. Yeah. A game was introduced onto the market. Yes. And critic critics said it was sex in a box. Oh. Okay. So, what game was it? Twister. Oh, you are right. Well done. <laughs> I've never actually played Twister. I did. I did play it. Um, I ended up punching somebody in the nose. It it didn't end well. They trod <laughs> they trod on me hand twice, and that was it then. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of the wonky cat? He looks like an any cat around. Hey Kipper, how you doing? So, we've now decided that you are going to be our resident agony aunt. How do you feel about that? So, listeners are going to send in their personal life dilemmas or just any queries or quandaries that they would like you to answer. So we have a question in from an anonymous listener. It's quite ironic that they haven't given their name, given the subject of their question. Dear Kipper the Wonky Cat, For years now, I've had a problem remembering people's names. If I haven't remembered it the first or even the second time I've been told it, then I feel too embarrassed to ask that person what their name is and so I have to find ways to hide the fact that I don't know their name. Kipper, maybe you could give some advice on how to find out someone's name when I'm already supposed to know it. Okay Kipper, so do you have some advice for our anonymous listener? Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Yeah, never thought of that before. <laughs> so there you have it, listener. I hope that helped. Kipper says, find some reason for them to send you an email and ask for their email address. That's great advice, Kipper. And if any of the listeners have another dilemma they'd like Kipper to answer, then get in touch with us on Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod or on our Facebook page. See you next week, Kipper. Bye. Next up will be Rough Giraffe. I've been looking at Kasumazu. What's that? They're starting to sell it in Tesco's. Okay. Or if they if they're not, they should start selling it in Tesco's. Kasumazu, it's a cheese from Sardinia. Right. And I thought, oh, it's probably got sardines in it. <laughs> right. But no, it's um. Cool trading standards. It's a Sardinian cheese. Yeah. And it contains live maggots. Oh no. But there's um there's been some trouble because these these maggots are getting a bit 
energetic and they're jumping like five inches out of the cheese when you bite oh. into it. No, don't bite into it. So they're saying, they're putting the instructions now on the packet to shield it with your hand to stop them jumping into your eyes. <laughs> I don't want to eat food that's going to jump into my eyes. <laughs> oh no, that's gross. So that if, yep. if you're interested, anybody, that's kasu masu. What's the benefit of that? Does it taste nice? I don't know, but I'm going to see if they're selling it at Tesco's or something. Well, they might be selling it. Well, not really selling it. You might find it in the bins round back. I'd be interested to know how they got the maggots in there in the first place. Can somebody tell bet, me that? I bet they inject them in. Where do we buy this cheese from? I need people to tell me these things. You think there's some little Sardinian delicatessen somewhere that's Can you only buy it in Sardinia? It? Pardon? Can you only sell it? Do they only sell it in Sardinia? I'm not sure if it's something that can be imported, but there might be a, a specialist shop somewhere in London. Yeah. Would you eat it? I'd eat it if somebody found it for me. Oh, there's a challenge for our listeners. I'd, as long as I've got some goggles on, I'm not that bothered. <laughs> I've eaten one of them Wichita grubs. Oh no! I've What's eaten that what? Taste like? I, it's like not. It wasn't a Wichita grub. It was a sugar something grub that I ate. Just as and your sister ate a, an earthworm for a quid. So in fact, your sister will eat an earthworm free. <laughs> but no, I had one of them. It tasted like. Can you imagine in your head? No. What it would taste like if you bit into a maggot? No, I refuse to. Like so, if you think in your head what it tastes like if you bit a maggot. Yeah. That's what it tastes like. It tastes okay. like maggot insides. Uh. Like wet and maggoty. <laughs> but I've never had them with cheese, you see. So that's the difference. And do these maggots taste of cheese? A cheese maggot. A cheese maggot. The, the, they're the next best thing after cheese strings. Cheese maggots. <laughs> In your local Tesco now. <laughs> you see... <laughs> right so perhaps you can get the maggots out and then thread them on a, a bit of thread as you do with thread mm. and then hang them up and like dry them and then when they're all dry you could have them like little watsits i i, I saw where you were going <laughs> yeah. with that do you think uh, yeah, like fun size, what's it? Do we know what size these maggots are? Can you look that up? Hang on then, let me let me Google, but I may be repulsed at what I find. It's So, so uh, it's a C-A-S-U, M-A-R-Z-U, Kasumasu. Yeah, Kasumasu. Oh. No? Oh my God. Is it not as good as I thought? Kasumatsu, literally translated into English as rotten or putrid cheese. Oh, it's rotten, is it? I tell you what, I did go to Lidl's and I bought a piece of gorgonzola and I made the very big mistake of opening it up while I was sitting waiting for the bus and having a bit so that when I put it back in my bag, it was stinky and so i got on the bus with a shopping trolley and sat down and the bloke behind me said to his wife i think that woman shit herself (laughs) 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 and i said 
It's my cheese. <laughs> and he went, oh, sorry, love, I didn't. <laughs> I've, I've cut the cheese. Do you know what that means? <laughs> Is that like Spartan style? No. No. No, it, it just means that you've farted. Oh, okay. All right, then. So, what does this cheese look like? Um, some are describing it as the most dangerous cheese in the world. Oh, so there's a poll for the next time. Which is the most dangerous cheese in the world? <laughs> and it's illegal. So, it's illegal cheese. Illegal cheese, yeah. No, no, I do have, this is the first time you've got to admit that you've ever heard of cheese being illegal. It is the first time I've heard about criminal cheese. On the run. Illegal cheese. Now I want it even more. Some say it scorches your tongue a bit. Does it? Is it nice with a rye vita? It's known to leave an aftertaste for up to several hours. When disturbed, the larvae can launch themselves for distances up to 15 centimetres. <laughs> and the larvae themselves are 8 millimetres long. Ooh, so they're not tiny then. No, you'd, you'd notice one if it was in your eye. And you are supposed to eat them with the cheese, are you? Yeah. So that would be more like a cream cheese. Is it soft? It looks like a baked camembert. Oh. It's like all gooey and writhing in the middle. I tell you what, I love doing this podcast. We find out some brilliant stuff. <laughs> so we find out there's an illegal cheese. Yes. And that you can make a piano out of cats and that a giraffe can clean its own ears. With its tongue. With its tongue. And we have the head-to-head this week. Who is going to make the best pairing in our imaginary Great British Bake Off? We're leaving Prue where she is. She can stay there. She's like proper judge. Now, Stacey says she wants the classic French and Saunders. And, Mum, you said you want Dale Winton. That's right. And RuPaul. I think that's a, that's a match made in heaven. Fabulous. It's tarts all the way. A lot of makeup, though, that could melt in the hot tent. I tell you what, there's going to be some whipped cream before bedtime. Oh. <laughs> I don't believe I just said that and I didn't actually mean it. I mean, not in that context. <laughs> it's staying in the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm so funny. Right then, Stacey. Well, thank you. It's been lovely talking to you, as usual. Yeah, this has been fun. So episode two is in the can. I'm off to make a cats and clavier. Okay, I'll look for you on YouTube once you've got your first hit. Yeah, you're possibly going to be looking for me in the police cell. (laughs) The RSPCA will be on to you. Yeah, I'm going to the RSPCA to get the cats. (laughs) You need to test them first. I just need to test what their pictures of meow. Has anyone got a nail? (laughs) Yeah, well, obviously. Right. (laughs) All right then, Stacey. I'll talk to you again next week yeah i'll give you a call next week okay thank you it's been lovely (laughs) thanks bye bye it's the end of the podcast it is very sad but tune in again and it won't be so bad with mum in the bungalow and stacy at home send us your stories on your smartphone 
And then everybody will feel so alone. The Rough Giraffe Podcast. The Rough Giraffe Podcast.